My next guest is Todd Delaney. He is a Grammy-nominated, stellar award-winning recording artist, songwriter, producer, and worship leader. A former baseball player that's really key in this interview. He was focused on pursuing a baseball career, and at the age of 18, he was drafted by the New York Mets. While pursuing baseball, he realized there was a higher calling upon his life. And to the surprise of many, he left the sport world behind to pursue a career as a gospel recording artist. Todd Delaney has delivered some of the biggest worship anthems of the past decade with number one singles, You Doing It... You're Doing It All Again, Your Great Name, Psalm 18, number one gospel albums such as Your Great Name and A Worship's Heart. He is revered as one of the influences of the next generation of gospel music. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Todd Delaney. How you doing, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful, man. Thanks for having me. First of all, I had a lot to say about you. You know, your yeah. success, you know, uh, you're out there, out there running around that diamond, as they call the baseball field. You uh -huh. got that cap on looking like a young King Griffey Jr. Because <laughs> 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 I have to believe that was your dream at first, right? Being the Absolutely. next King Griffey Jr. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, that, the thing was, the, the goal was to get to a bunch of millions of dollars, man. That, mm -hmm. that, was, that was the goal right. when I was a kid growing up in the hood. I said, if I could just get to the bag... Um, that's all that matters. But I realized that um, I had a little bit more to offer than just going after the bag. And I think I wanted to take that route so I can try to impact the world in a more positive way than you just coming to a stadium and watching me play. Well, you know, it's, it's really when you make these decisions, especially at a young age, you know, I was, you know, because your youth really determines your future. I always tell people the decisions yeah. you make between 18 and 24 are really the career decisions that how you're going to make your money when you're 40, 50 and 60. And so wow. you made a decision that because obviously to be drafted by the Mets, there's a considerable uh, scouting that goes into that. And they don't just draft people just for fun. They draft them yeah. because they feel they can nurture their talents and build upon that. Talk about the experience of being drafted at that point, And then we're going to go through the whole process of maturing to the point that you made a decision that that wasn't the direction for you. Yeah. So, so Brad, the, the, the biggest thing about the whole draft process is that you got to think about everybody in your family that puts so much into you, your development. Like my mom and dad spent so much money mm -hmm. on me playing and traveling the world. So um, for them, this was the biggest thing that could possibly ever happen. And for me too, right. you know what I mean? Like when I start seeing the scouts were coming to the game mm -hmm. and um, they were talking <laughs> to my parents, they would mm -hmm. pull my parents to the side and say, man, we think your son can play at the next level. Mm -hmm. um, my parents would in, in turn take me home and tell me we talked to the Pittsburgh Pirates today. We talked to the Cubs today. We talked. And so at that point, I, I, I was, hey, I'm all in. I said, okay, <laughs> you mean I can go get the bag? No more school? You mean what, like, what, what does my future look like? Right. And so um, at that point, when they started talking like that, my mind started changing because I started seeing my future in a different way. Um, and then um, I never imagined stepping away to do nothing else, especially singing gospel music at that, because in gospel music, that's not really a, a lucrative lucrative right. business that's that's more of a you know commitment as far as your your uh, faith, faith and what you believe mm -hmm. and how you're motivated to move people now the whole process now what position did you play i want to make sure that everybody hears that I was a sec second baseman second, yep, second okay base. jose altuve all the great second basemen out there ryan seinberg all that out there throwing that double play you know making that spin uh -huh. that shortstop throwing it down <laughs> so what was your best I see you what? know Come on, man. Look, I, I did, first of all, I did my research on you, too. So, you know, I'm saying, some of this information, you're just telling me so I can let the general public know about your skills. Because I, because when people make these decisions, like, for instance, my, my degree was in mathematics, you know. Okay. I went to work for IBM. And then it came a point in my life, 
IBM wasn't the journey I wanted, and I wanted to be a stand-up comic, you know. Okay. And I know when I was making that decision, Todd, it was difficult for me because I knew, just like you said, a lot of people had invested energy yeah. and, and, and was excited and yeah. working. I come from the inner city, and, and being yeah. that way, I, I, I've worked for a Fortune 500 company, IBM, and, and so that that's what that's what you said. Next day, step for that was just to get married and have some kids. That's that's yeah, the road, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so when when I made that decision, and I always tell people, I made it a year in advance when I and I, and I when I when I was sitting at home and I was in tears because I knew it was such a difficult decision for me because I know the decisions that I make also impacts others. And so yeah. I know it wasn't an easy decision. That's why I wanted to bring my experience into your experience so you'll know that yeah. I share a point of view and an emotion. And yeah. I wasn't trying, I wasn't thinking about millions of dollars. Oh, I saw Eddie Murphy out there. I saw Richard Pryor out there. I, I, I saw all those guys out there, but I didn't. I just saw an opportunity to say, this is what I wanted to do. But you yeah. know, the beauty yeah. of it is that there's no game plan. As in baseball, yeah. there's yeah. a game plan. You, you start yeah. here, you go to this next level, you get to this next level, you make the major leagues. But to yeah. be a gospel yeah. artist, there's no plan. So talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, I the crazy thing is I think I went in blind. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, w I didn't know what the future held. I didn't, you know, I wasn't smart enough, I don't think, to really have gathered all of my thoughts. I just knew I was following my heart um, mm -hmm. because... If I could do it all over again, now that I actually have a greater insight into business and everything, I don't think I would have jumped the way I did. Right. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm grateful that I I'm, I wasn't this, you know, I guess smart because <laughs> I would have held on to what I knew was sure. And what mm -hmm. was sure at that time was that you could make a lot of money playing baseball. Right. And so that transition for me, um, I, I, I jumped blind because I was so excited about the fact that I could make impact sharing this new faith, this new thing that I had, because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't grow up churchy. I grew up straight, like, let's get it. Let's get out to the clubs. Let's fight a little bit. Let's do all of that. I grew up like that. So when I came into this knowledge of the Bible and the relationship with God, that was really the thing that kind of grabbed me because I said, dang, there's a whole nother way I can think, live right. and do my life. And that was the thing that kind of made me make the transition. Now, my parents, they were Bible people too, and they were like, "Hold on, hold on, this this might not be God. Like, what you 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 need to go back and play baseball. That, right. that you know, keep doing what you're doing." And I said, "No, nah, mom, I done found something that that I believe is the world." And thankfully, I held to my guns. Well, you know, it, it's really interesting, and that's what I said in the beginning. I always lead with your gifts. Don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living wow. your dream. And that's where you were wow. at that point. How old were you at that time? I was 23. Mm -hmm. And he was at 23. Yeah. And like I said, uh, I made the decision. Bitch, I was 23 too. I was 23 and I left I left IBM. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, I had an idea of what I, I knew. First of all, I had the talent. So, so know yeah. that you had the talent. So we, we couldn't walk away from that. So when people, when you start making that decision, Todd, nobody could say, well, you know, he about to jump out the kitties. <laughs> Can he, can he sing? Can he perform? Can, wait, right, can he write music? Right. Well, nobody questioned that. But they, they were so <laughs> directional about what you should be doing. Who had yeah. the biggest pushback on that? Was it your friends? Was it your family? Because I know, I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I, I told my friends, they go, really? 
You leave an yeah. IBM to tell jokes. And then they went. Yeah, yeah. And then they went there. This is where they went on me. How you going to make money? And I'm going to tell you this right here, Todd. Yeah. I could not tell them how I was going to make money. And I had a house. I just bought a house. Like you said, remember you said, jump out there with bad yeah. decisions. If I had yeah. to do it all again, I probably would have stayed at IBM because I just yeah. bought a house. I bought a car. And I said, man, I got to get out of this. So it was, it was more <laughs> on faith. It was more on, I had a plan, but the plan was in me. I believe yeah. in me. So let's talk about that process because I really want to slow people down because a lot of people listening to the show, they they sitting around uh, debating. Yeah. They they letting their, their husband stop them. They letting their relationship stop them. Some of them even letting their kids yeah. stop them. And so, yeah. but you all can only stop yourself and you can only start yourself. Talk to us, sir. That's right. Yeah, it, it was my my old man gave me the most pushback. My mm-hmm. father, uh, <laughs> my, my father, it, it be, because I mean he was so we were so close. Yes. to what they thought was the greatest thing that I could ever do. And, mm-hmm. and um, the, the, the crazy thing about so how much we put so much emphasis on, you know, uh, sports in, in America, like uh, if mm-hmm. you make it to the top in sports, they think that's the greatest thing. Right. But for me, impact, impact was the, was the greatest thing. I said, mm-hmm. man, how can I impact the world? Now, mm-hmm. now, now that I'm in this thing all the way over here, mm-hmm. um, I'm in, in my mind, I'm thinking I'll make more money on this side than I ever could have imagined because right. I never did it for the money. You know what I'm right. saying? I, I did it because I knew that I wanted to be an impactor of, of, of the world in a positive direction. And so, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I say that just to say to people that are watching it, don't ever chase the dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, not the, it's not the dollar. Chase the impact. How mm-hmm. can you make an impact on other people's lives and the money will chase you? And so I'm in a really, really, really beautiful place right now. But but to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, my old man, because my old man knew that he could put the fear of God in me mm-hmm. um, for a long time. <laughs> so that was the big thing that he told me, man, you pretty much going to get your tail back. There. That was the first time that I really I think I stood up to my father mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I know I know you can probably still whoop me, mm-hmm. but I'm. I'm not going to do this. I'm right. going my own direction. He eventually backed off and really gave me a support. Right. But I had fear of God for a little while. Well, you know, it, it really is, um, you know, because he saw he was you was living his dream. And I I, yeah. I cannot fault him for that. He was caught up. And I guess that's the proper term. He was caught up. He was caught yep. up. My boy, my boy, because he can explain that to his other boys. You know what I'm saying? My boy uh-huh. going to New York, man, my boy, all stuff. My boy hit a home run. My boy stole a base. My yep. boy singing gospel. That's a different corner. That's a different corner that street is. conversation. <laughs> that's a different corner street conversation, Todd. So I know where you're coming from, okay? But the beauty of it is that. What I'm trying to tell everybody in this interview I'm doing, which is a brilliant Grammy-nominated, stellar award-winning recording artist, songwriter, producer, worship leader, because you're leading the worship right here on my show right now, because the worship oh, is wow. tied to inspiration, and inspiration is tied to overcoming what I feel is doubt. And you said something very important, and people always ask me. I would tell people, I don't chase money. I chase opportunity. I chase yeah. relationships. I chase the because if I have the right relationship, I'm gonna get paid. But if you go into yeah. a situation, and let's clear this up, team, when we talk like this, in order to start up, if you're an entrepreneur, if you wow. out there, you better have a budget. You better understand how you spend. Wow. We're talking about individuals who will walk away from a job and have a God-given talent. And that's what I had. I had a God-given talent as a stand-up comedian. You had a God-given talent as a gospel singer, arranger, music leader. And that's a different conversation. You don't have a budget tied to that. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have a budget tied to that. Now, if you try to open up your next Dunkin' Donuts or next uh, 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 IT store, you better have a budget and a plan and hopefully have some money yeah. in the bank. But I always tell people, I can stand on the corner, Todd, and tell jokes and make money. Okay? Yeah. Just like you. If you really, if it got ugly out there, brother, you can hit the corner <laughs> and start praising the Lord, and it's going to be all good. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get a couple of dollars on the corner, man. Come on, come on. And now, 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 now we now we turning the corner, man. You, 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 you made the commitment. Uh, I'm getting out of here, but there's still no plan in place. How do you start sowing the seeds of the opportunity to pursue your dream, your dream after leaving baseball? So after leaving baseball, I think the the greatest connection that I made was with a guy, Grammy Award winner. His name is uh, Pastor Smokey Norfolk. I made yeah, a relationship. Come on now. That's with him. my boy. And I did thirteen. Yeah. I produced thirteen <laughs> celebrations of gospel. BET. So I know Snokies. <laughs> my Snokey Norville. All right. Yeah, Smokey. Smokey took me under his wing, man, and that was the relationship that kind of gave me a real visual of the fact that, man, I see a guy that's swaggy. Got a family, got kids. He's singing the gospel. I can relate. And I said, I, I would like to live a life like his, one that is dedicated to his faith, mm -hmm. but it still looks cool. He made right. it look good. Right. You know, we'll sit on the, the piano, beast. sing the song. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can do this. Like, I can really do it. And he taught me the business, taught me the game, taught me, taught me how to study the Bible, mm -hmm. taught me how to write songs on a level where it's like, hey, I was listening to somebody. It was almost equivalent to talking to a major league baseball player that was an all-star. Hey, this is how you put in work to get to where you want to be. This is how you write songs that'll be nominated for Grammys. Mm -hmm. And he gave me the blueprint. And um, that was when the corner began to turn then um, because I started to see, I said, Hey, if he can do it, then I can do it. And he would tell me things like, bro, you're going to be, you're going to go farther than me. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, dude, you're a, you're mm -hmm. a beast. Mm -hmm. How am I going to go farther than you? And he was like, no, he's like, it only makes sense that you go farther than me because I'm actually teaching you the game before I ever knew it. And so, um, and he, sure enough, he's still my mentor to this day. And that, but that was the, that was the pivotal move in my life. Well, you know, uh, when Steve Harvey and I, because Steve was a uh, host and I was producing uh and writing their monologues and everything for a celebration of gospel for 13 years we did it wow. and uh, that allowed me to in, 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 uh, you know entryway into a lot of incredible people like Smokey um, mm -hmm. uh, like Kirk Franklin that's my boy Yolanda yeah. Adams just just you know just to go down to the just go down Mary Mary everybody yeah and that process I learned that there was a shift in, in the gospel, you know, especially with Steve Harvey hosting. There was a comedian who did Def Comedy Jam. I, you know, because gospel has always been sometimes too churchy. You know, you, yeah, you yeah. can't. It's not. Yeah. In, gospel can sometimes be uninviting. Even That's though, right. they, even, That's though right. even though it's God's song, it can be like, yep. well, hey, you, you, you come talk to God the way I want you to come talk yes. to God. Yes. Now, if you don't talk to God the way, ah, we don't want to hear you. We don't yes. want to hear you. Am yeah. I right when I'm saying that, Tom? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're right. <laughs> talk to us about hey, that, man. Hey, because you, you, you got that swag. Language, man. You got that swag, Todd. I'm telling you something, man. I, I look at you with a brilliant smile. I talk to Molly Music. That's my boy. Green, that's yeah. my boy. So, so I'm not, a, I'm not a person who's, uh, who's, a, who's just stepping into an uh, interview with you because you're popular and you're successful now. Hey, you now you in the family now. You know, you know, money yeah, making conversation family because all of them come on my show. And when we come on yeah. the show, we talk like this because it's about your inspiration, it's your journey, and more importantly, 
sometimes people will restrict your journey even though you're trying to accomplish the same goal. And that yeah. is where I, I run into trouble uh, when we come into gospel because we're all trying to uplift. We're trying, all trying to make people feel good. But yes. some people want you to do it a certain way. How has that uh, motivated you and how has that disappointed you at times? Oh man, look, you lead me, you lead me to a place where I'm probably gonna say too much, but I I, I don't care because um I I heard I heard it said like this. Mm-hmm. Dietrich Hatton told me one time, he said, the goal is to break into the gospel mu- mm-hmm. music industry and then to break out. Mm-hmm. And I, I I couldn't understand it, you know what I mean? Because I said, Well, why would you want to break out? You know, he said, No, nah. he said, he says, because when you break in. People will try to keep you bound on the end. They'll try to make you do everything like they want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to break out of that mm-hmm. and become your own man in God, man. And I'm at that place right now. Like, I, I've enjoyed what I've been able to accomplish here. But I don't want to be owned by anybody. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do or be dictated to do anything by anybody's systems or standards, man. I, I'm trying to make my own mark in this world. Um, I'm trying to create my own system in this world so that um, nobody can put a cap on how much money I can make, mm-hmm. how many souls I can win, what kind of music I produce. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just I've always been like that. I've always been a little bit of a rebel. Um, even when <laughs> when people were saying, "Man, you stupid for walking away from baseball," mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I knew I could do it because I knew what was on the inside of me. And so you talk in my language like this. This right here is probably what's on the forefront of my mind every day when I wake up in the morning. It's like, how do I create a system that will allow me to dominate aside from what everybody else is telling me that is the norm and that I have to do in order for me to to dominate in this world? I just don't believe it. I don't believe it's anything that I have to do. I believe I can do it however I want to. I can create my own recipe. And so that's what we're doing right now. We know, Todd Delaney, when we are sitting up here talking, and when I, and I say the full name, because you need to be recognized for your success. You know, there's a lot of Todd's out there, but there's only one Todd Delaney. And, yes, and when you, when you, you know, you're a grinder. I can tell you right there. And sometimes grinders are like me. You don't, you, you move, you move on to the next project. And sometimes you got to be reminded of how special you are. Wow. And um, your number one gospel album, your great name, you know, when, you know, when it started moving, when it started impacted when it started streaming and mm-hmm. sales and yeah. views and tell me about that man tell me about tell me tell me about that first of all you and then the family and then you the big smile <laughs> man so so that 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 whole moment in, in time that momentum that took off right there with your great name um, it, it was global for one. So it was like we, we spent a lot of time in the motherland. We spent time in South uh, South America. Mm-hmm. We spent time. I went to India. So it was it was just always going. But to, the greatest thing about it was to see the way people were influenced by you, man. Like and I'm talking about on another side of the world. It's one thing, man, to 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 talk um, like talk English to people and see mm-hmm, your own mm-hmm, people be impacted mm-hmm, by your music, mm-hmm. but to go to another side of the world where people hardly even speak the same language as you. And they say, we listen to your music. We watch your videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're encouraged by you. That thing will leave tears in your eye. And like, right. so my wife and I and the band, we traveled the world in that whole, your great name moment. It, we were just touring the world and crying, bro. Like we were, <laughs> we couldn't believe that the world was singing these songs and that the world was impacted. Like we did a concert in Uganda, 75,000 people showed up three nights in a row. 
Like I was like, I, I'm like, at this point, like, <laughs> God, what else are you gonna show me? Yeah, like, cause I, I'm just a little, all I could think of was right, I was just right, a young right, guy right, from the right. west side of Chicago. Yo, so I didn't know, I, I didn't even know people over there on the other side of the world were even listening. Yo, and so that's, that's what that was Turner, like. Man, was Tina Turner concert out there. Yeah. They were there lighting up the flashlights and stuff like that. All those people out there. Can't you see the back of the room? Right. <laughs> right. You can't even see the end of them, man. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it. Now, now uh, the new album, Anthems and Glory, you know, did you yeah. have out. Uh, this, this body of music, you know, you're leading listeners literally back to the scriptures for hope, comfort, answers, instruction. Because I need instructions, and I need hope, and I need yeah. I need prayer. I need all those things. Sometimes I yeah. may be in denial about it. I'm gonna tell you right now, but that doesn't mean I don't need it. So how do you yeah. how do you make sure that those layers, the 17 tracks on this album, yeah, why did you do it, and why is it impacting a person like me? Man, I, I, um, okay. Well, I remember this thing. There, there was, there was something done a few years back by all the celebrities, a lot of them, um, called the Bible stories. They, mm -hmm. they did a CD where they were all using their voices and they were, you know, replaying the Bible. And at that moment, I kind of got the, um, the idea then that there's one book in the Bible that'll never stop selling to the people. And that's the Bible. The Bible is always probably the number one selling book every year. Right. And so, um, I figured, I said, you can't go wrong when you give people the Bible, the word of God, and then it kind of takes you out of the way because there's so much disagreement about what the scriptures say, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. I know that I can take my own emotion and opinion out of the way when I just give people the word, sing them the word. And so they can turn to it, whether it's like, hey, you know what? Um, he's taking kind of his own uh, influence out of the music and he's giving us just straight Bible. For people that don't like to read too much, I got you faded. We we put it in music so you could just turn it on and let it hit your spirit. Now, you know, the thing about it is that one thing I, every, I always tell you, ever since I was 18 years old, I've always been uplifting. And when I look back at my life, you know, I look at, I've been the same guy mm -hmm. when I was 18. You know, I remember students who were struggling in college. I, 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 Found out why they were struggling and try to help them move forward. You know, you can begin, you can only help people so much, but you, again, you are there to uplift. Now, same thing with you, you know, with, you're not only delivering great music and great content with your albums and your, your success stories, but also you're helping the emerging artists and wow. to try to get their songs out there, get their songs yeah. produced with your production company. Talk to yeah. us about that and why is that important to you? Man, Rashawn, this, this, Probably the best idea that God ever ever gave me before, man. Um, a a subscription-based production company. I know that production sometimes people pay, um, or they try to. They pay so much money to record um, albums. You know, man, like you could get up to in gospel music, you can get up to you know twenty, thirty, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, depending on what kind of budget right. you're working with. Um, so what my team and I we came up with was a subscription model where people just pay a flat fee of fifteen hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. to receive up to four songs in production, and mm -hmm. then they walk away owning the masters. And so um, we we have seen. I mean, what what I thought was going to be like a little small company launch. Um, we, we right away started with over 500 subscribers mm -hmm. that, um, that immediately said, Hey, we want help producing our music. And so, um, now we got producers all over the world that sit at home and wait for us to give them the green light to start producing on a ton of projects. Right. And um, like I say, it just gives people a chance to kind of even the playing field because sometimes, like you say, 
whether it's gospel music or any music in the entertainment industry, it kind of can feel like a fraternity that people cannot get into. And so I wanted to open the door for everybody so they can try to get in. At least you'll have a chance to have some product. Well, you know, his new album is Anthems and Glory. 17 songs is live. Well, I love live. I love it. Because, you know, live you play with a song a little bit more, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, you know, my, my, my all-time great live album was uh, Frankie Beverly Amazing in New Orleans. So, uh, come on now, and, uh, and, and uh, Marvin Gaye, live in London. Them all-time favorite right there. Come on old now, old school. school. <laughs> old school. Well, I got some new school, y'all. Anthems and Glory. 17 songs, baby. He got my girl, Tamla Man. On there, my boy Smokey Dorville, Kier Shear. Oh man, yeah. these people have been on my show. They've talked to me, I've hugged them. They, I've been blessed by them. More importantly, I'm being blessed by you with this great interview. Man, you, you, your friend, young brother. In fact, you, you, you're yeah, my little yeah, brother. You, Welcome to my world, okay? <laughs> Yes, indeed. Thank you, my brother. And we're gonna keep promoting you, man. I'm gonna put you on my social media, my newsletter, and do what I do my part. Do my part, Todd. I'm gonna do my part. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Cool. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, okay? You got it. Cool. And if, uh, if you want to see or hear any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I am Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.